Immerse yourself in rich biblical history and Christian heritage with Vision Tours. Exploring Australia, the Holy Lands and other global destinations. Forge bonds of lasting friendship as you fellowship with like-minded believers and discover a new richness in your faith in Christ and a broader understanding of the world's Christian heritage. Enjoy the fellowship of a lifetime with Vision Tours. Explore upcoming tour packages at vision.org.au slash tours. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. As you know, this past week has been a significant one. Last week we had the Visionathon, an amazing time where listeners join together with the team at Vision as we pursue what God is doing throughout Australia with the dream of bringing Christian media to every Australian. Well, let's get an update on where things are at now, because if you were listening last week, you'll know we fell just slightly short of the goal for the Visionathon. The goal was $900,000. It was a very exciting finish on Friday night. Uh, let's get an update now. Uh, one of those who was a part of the team at the close on Friday night was our CEO, Phil Edwards, who's joining us in the studio. Hello, Phil. Welcome good, back. Good morning, Neil. Thanks for uh, letting me in. Uh, you're welcome anytime, Phil, since you're the boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works. Yeah. I'll wait for an invitation. Phil, uh, Friday night was so exciting. I mean, there was someone at the last minute, basically, in the last half hour, who said, uh, we want to do something significant here. The phone's... Uh, went ballistic. People were overflowing with generosity. And so much money was given through this past week. But uh, we still are slightly short of the mark. What's your, uh, what's your overall impression of where we're at right now? Give, us, give it to us straight. Well, it was really exciting for a start on uh, Friday. And I've got to say, I had one of the staff come in yesterday to my office and um, he sheepishly brought me in a coffee and he said, look, I just I wanted to bring you this and, and say to you that I, I doubted. I said, that's okay. I was doubting. I was On Friday, I was going, look, I don't think we're going to get there. Because we started the day on Friday at about 365000 somewhere there, uh, with a goal of $900,000. And that's a very big gap to fill. But really? uh, on, it just went crazy on Friday as people responded. Now, clearly, people had been thinking about how to respond. And, um, and that particular couple that you mentioned... Uh, at the last minute, within the last hour of Visionathon, we uh, received a phone call saying, look, we just believe that we need to take a, a step of faith. We feel compelled to do this uh, and to match every donation that comes in for the last 30 minutes of Visionathon, no limit. And uh, about $35,000 came in, which they matched, which uh, added you know, 70000 a pretty big uh, chunk on the tally board, to, to finish this up by midnight at uh, about 770, 775 somewhere around there. Um, so when you say, Neil, we finished just short, I'd like to see your budget because that's about $130,000 that we were short, which is a pretty big amount. <laughs> okay, but what happens, uh, this is something that we've seen before, is that at the end of a visionathon, and uh, we've worked very hard, uh, there's come just short of what the goal might be. Yeah. But typically then over the weekend and in the week ahead, uh, things continue to climb. People come with a late donation. Yeah, that's right. Uh, would have liked to have got there during the Visionathon, but those late donations continue to roll in, and things have been continuing to rise this past few days. They have, and where we are right now, you know, praise God, there's about $50,000 to go. 
the last time I checked, there was about $52,000 left to go to reach the goal. Uh, so, you know, I have every confidence that those donations will con- continue to come in. Maybe there's somebody listening right now who uh, missed it last week or they've just been considering and they haven't, haven't got there. Uh, or perhaps they want to circle back around and do it again. We've seen a few people that have given uh, a second or even a third time because they believe in what we're doing so much. And, uh, you know, I have every confidence that we will be celebrating before the end of this week that we've reached that $900,000 mark. And apart from that, I mean, the money is is practical. That, that's It's a very practical thing. It's very boring when you think about it. You know, you make a financial transaction. There's nothing exciting about that. But it's what it empowers. It's what it actually enables to happen. And the stories that we've heard last week of people whose lives have, have been radically changed, you know, pe- people who've been everything as dramatic as I was on the brink of suicide and then I heard this message of hope and that stopped me. Uh, through to it just lifts me up when I'm down. You know, every day I'm, when I'm having a down day, uh, uh, the music, the scriptures, the the conversation, the companionship, it helps me to actually just carry on and keep putting one foot in front of the other. And that's where we are in stark contrast to most other media, which is the opposite. It's trying to pull you down. It's trying to sell you something. Uh, it's trying to give you a very very skewed view of what's going on in the world uh, that is often very negative. Uh, rather than reminding you that God is actually in control here. No matter of, you know, negative stuff will always happen around us, but God is in control of it all, uh, no matter what. And, uh, you know, this morning I heard as I was driving in, we were playing a, a new song uh, called Bulletproof. I don't know if you've heard it. It's a pretty funky number. I, I turned the radio up. But really it's talking about, you know, doesn't matter what they throw at me, I'm now bulletproof because I have my eternal confidence uh, in God. Uh, so... Do your best, you know. It doesn't matter what comes our way. And that's the reminder we need in this very negative world. Now, talking about being skewed, uh, while everything exciting was going on with the Visionathon last week, uh, there were some very skewed things that were happening. And uh, we were a part of that because of an interview that we did with Margaret Court. I'll ask you some more about that in just a moment, but I don't want to let you off the hook here for a moment, Phil Edwards, because we are short of that goal. Uh, when we talk about a $900,000 goal, people will be saying, well, who sets that sort of figure? Now, I know uh, well enough uh, what happens insofar as we have a board and we have an executive mm-hmm. and uh, we have operational budgets. Uh, we have goals. We have all sorts of things that we would like to achieve. Those sorts of things become a part of uh, a budget, part of a goal to reach. Uh, we don't want to fall short. We don't like to fall short. Is there a contingency plan, uh, given that we are $50,000 short, what is the likely possibility of us uh, pursuing uh, the opportunity for others to give and make that make up that shortfall? Well, the contingency always is we trust God. He is our provider, and uh, we've seen that provision through his people in the, in the last week. And as I said before, I've, I've every confidence that he will continue to provide uh, for us and that there are people that are they're just expressing their support of what we're doing because they see value in what we're doing uh, around the country. Uh, but, you know, the reality is if we don't have uh, the money to do what we do, we can't do what we do. It's as simple as that. And uh, But, you know, our, our role is just keep turning up, keep being faithful. God's called us to do something. We'll do our bit and he'll take care of the rest, which is really at the heart of that uh, scripture that we were focusing focusing on last week, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will uh, will follow. So my version of that is, you know, seek God first and he'll take care of the rest. And that's really our approach.
Let me commend you to Phil Edwards that this concept, that it's not just us doing this, but every listener who makes a donation for a Visionathon mm. is equally as important and part of the team as what happens in Australia with this dream of Christian media for every Australian. Every listener who's made a donation is really very much a part of that. Let me come back to that other controversial thing that was going on last week. Margaret Court, uh, she was taken, some would say, out of context, although the things that we heard reported that she was talking about the tennis world uh, were said and uh, people had opportunity to be able to access some of that audio uh, from an audio interview that we did with Margaret Court early last week. Uh, It became a viral uh, story. Uh, They were media all around the world picked it up. And I wonder how, as the CEO, you feel about some of the negative publicity that was aimed primarily at Margaret Court, but where we sit in all of those things as they unfolded last week. Yeah, well, obviously I was watching it very, very carefully. I first became aware of uh, the breaking uh, wider media story on Wednesday. Uh, And, of course, we ran the interview on Monday. Uh, And uh, it was amazing to watch how it unfolded. Uh, First, a a couple of media outlets here in Australia, uh, Seven and Nine and SBS and a number of others. Uh, And it was then picked up uh, with the time change, you know, the shift, uh, uh, time shift in the UK, the Guardian, the BBC, the Telegraph. uh, And then the US started picking it up and even India and Russia and all sorts of places. Uh, It's quite incredible how it just ballooned around the world. So, you know, clearly I was looking pretty closely at that because uh, we were being quoted. We, we were being cited as the source. I don't know that there's been a lot of negative uh, publicity for Vision uh, as part of that. Some may question why did we have Margaret on the air and why were we uh, a platform for her to make those comments. But I think uh, the thing I would say to anybody who says that is go listen to the interview for yourself. Uh, it's freely available on the Internet. It's on our website uh, at vision.org.au. Uh, and it's also there's a whole bunch of other media outlets that have put links to it. But listen to it in context, and uh, and you'll hear that Margaret was asked some uh, you know some a wide range of questions by yourself. And you'll also note that the wider wider media have chosen to focus in on just one or two things in that uh, interview, and then blow a big story up around that, which just highlights the fact that there is uh, an agenda here. Now, whether it's an agenda of about Margaret Court or same-sex marriage, put that to one side, the media agenda is to make headlines. And so the default position is sensationalise. Uh, and, and that's where, you know, personally, I just think the, the media is, is very broken in many respects. There are, some, there are some good journalists, there are some good outlets, but for the most part, they're tripping over themselves to be sensational, to get the headline. Uh, and there has to be change in our media because of that. And I, I think it'll be a very interesting generational thing that'll happen here. I was talking to someone the other day about uh, what's uh, the generational attitudes in America towards the media. And the, the millennials, the, the next generation coming through, are not engaging with media in the same way that their previous generations have. And when you dig down into why that is, a lot of them just, they see straight through all of what they're doing and they want something of substance. 
Sometimes people comment to me about 2020 and they say one of the things that we do like is that there are alternative guests that we introduce and they have an opportunity to be able to speak from their own hearts. Oftentimes in mainstream media we often see people being closed down or we see the agenda of the journalist uh, trying to verbal or manipulate the responses of individuals. Well, we have this opportunity, and if we were reflecting on last week with Margaret Court, uh, one of the big issues that people were trying to pick up on was, uh, you know, comments about lesbians in tennis, but, of course, Margaret has the right to say those, and so freedom of speech becomes an issue there, and really the whole debate is over who has the freedom to say what. We do want to be able to provide a platform, don't we, for people to have a Christian view on things that are being said in the secular realm and to do with the issues that are facing the nation. Oh, absolutely. There's plenty of uh, platforms out there for opposing views and they're being uh, spoken of very loudly every day. Uh, So, yes, there should be that right. Um, And, you know, there's that famous quote from Voltaire uh, that, you know, I may disagree with you, but I'll defend to the hilt your right to say what you're saying or words to that effect. Uh, and that that's what should be uh, the case. I mean, you, you look again at um, what happened after the, the Bible Society did their uh, video earlier in the year, a couple of politicians uh, talking about uh, same-sex marriage over a beer. And it was a really benign interview. You know, they were both just saying, well, here's one side of the argument, here's the other. If anything, they were promoting civil discussion on that matter. Uh, yet... The uh, the furor that came out of that by a very left media who uh, who said how dare you even give somebody the option to to state the case for the current law might I add uh, for traditional marriage uh, and they the you know there was targeting against the Coopers Brewery and so on and I think you know personally I think Coopers did the wrong thing I think they should have stood their ground and and just said you know well you know we're we're just promoting civil discussion. We're not saying either one way or the other. And that's that's the tactic that is at play here uh, with people who are, are wanting to take the discussion. There is a lot of intimidation that goes on, and we need people who will be courageous uh, in the marketplace and, and can articulate the position very well. Whether Margaret did that or not, um, you know, both on this program, uh, on the project, I've seen her on Sky News, and, and she's been on 3AW in Melbourne and, and other radio stations, whether she's articulated herself well or not is a, a question I'll leave for others to answer. Um, you know, I've heard different views on that, everything from uh, people saying, good on you, yes, get in there and do what you did, and other people saying, you know, she's not the right spokesperson for this. That's a discussion for somebody else. The thing we really need to focus on is the right to free speech, the ability for us to continue to focus on uh, on having civil discussion. And I think for us as Christians, the really, really critical thing is we actually need to be open to having a discussion. And often we're guilty of coming in with a very blind, blinder kind of view, as in we've got the blinders on, we only see this one way, and we're not even willing to sit down and talk about it. But we actually need to do that. But to know what we believe and to uh, express that with compassion, with clarity, and with confidence, and not be afraid to, to actually agree to disagree on something, but at the same time, don't step away from what we believe, but but also to not be aggressive because otherwise we're just as guilty as, as others who are aggressive in the marketplace pushing their views. Well, Phil Edwards, as the CEO of Vision, I think people will find your insights uh, to be refreshing 
And I think people will be largely confident in the things that we do on the 2020 program, knowing that uh, the uh, the executive of what's happening at Vision uh, is uh, ha- holding those positions about the sorts of ways that we hope that people perceive the type of programming that we present. Uh, thanks so much for dropping in, Phil. It's a pleasure, Neil. And can I just commend you on what you do uh, every day? You know, we've got the audience here and the bosses in the studio. So if I could just say on their behalf, thank you. Because we had so many comments coming through last week of people saying how much they love what you do. So, okay, good on you. For every listener, you heard the boss say that. Didn't you? <laughs> you, you, you can record me and put me on the internet saying that if you like. Okay. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand. Or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.